You are listening to the Hope of Israel Baptist Broadcast with our radio host, Dr. K. Daniel Freed. Over the next few weeks, we will be listening to excerpts of powerful preaching and singing from our national conference, which always takes place the week before Memorial Day. We pray that these live recordings will be a blessing and a help to you as you seek truth and a closer walk with God in these days of uncertainty. And now, here is our broadcast for today. When you study prophecy, I believe it can come down to three simple truths. I believe prophecy deals with a person, Jesus Christ the Lord. I believe prophecy deals secondly not only with a person, I believe it deals with the people, the Jews, amen. And I believe it deals with a place, and that's Jerusalem, the person's Jesus the peoples, the Jews, and the place, Jerusalem. I believe all prophecy ultimately will be divided down into those three areas. It's what God's going to do through His Son to that people in that land, thank God. That's still God's land. It's still the center of the earth. It's still the city of peace. It's still the city of David. It's still the city of God. It's still the place where God dwells. It's still the place where God put His name forever. It's still the city of the great King. It's still the chosen city of God. It's still where Solomon built his temple. It's still where God said he loves her. It's still the holy city. It's still the place God said, I'm jealous over her. It's still the place of God. Amen, beloved. Amen. The siege that's going to recur, a reminder of God's power, a rage against God's people, the sudden horror and the sovereign hand. But there is retribution that's promised, thank God, when this siege takes place. He said in verse number three, he said in verse number four first, look what he said. He said in verse four, he said in the part of that, I will open mine eyes upon the house of Judah. God will look through. You know what God did just before he stirred the Egyptians, don't you? He looked through the cloud. Amen at the pursuing Egyptians. And when he looked through the cloud at them and he saw them, he was preparing to destroy them. May I say in this hour, God will again look through the cloud and look down at his people one more time, thank God. And he's prepared to destroy the Gentile world powers that have set themselves against God's own precious people. He said, I'll see you. And then he said, I will smite them. He will first look at his people and then he will smite them. Not only do I see in this passage a siege that will recur in Jerusalem, verse 1 through 4, but there is a solidarity that will be renewed in Jerusalem. Look at verse number 5. He said, the governors of Judah shall say in their heart, the inhabitants of Jerusalem shall be my strength in the Lord of hosts, their God. He's saying there's going to be a unifying in that day, a unity. They ain't going to have nobody else to look to. All the nations of the world ain't got time to point it out. But he said that all the nations of the world, all the peoples of the earth are going to turn against that nation. And in a time when they've got no one else to look to, 
There'll be a reunifying. If you look in chapter number 10, God broke the bands and there was disunity and there was disunity in Judah and Israel. But in that day, God's going to repair the disunity among their nation and they're going to be unified one more time. They're going to be unified in their leadership. He said the governors are going to be unified. Their leaders, they're going to be unified under the Lord. He's going to say, the Lord's our strength. And they're going to be unified in the land, thank God. That's what he's saying in this passage. There's going to be a solidarity in Jerusalem. Not only is there going to be a siege. And we know that that's not going to be a pretty thing. Are you listening to me? Uh... John was told, and you know the scripture well, Revelation 11, he said the angel stood and said, give him a rod and told him to go measure uh, Jerusalem. He said, but leave the court out. He said, cause it's given to the hands of the Gentiles for 42 months and to be trodden down. Amen. That siege is coming. And during that siege, there's going to become a solidarity in that nation. Well, let me give you a third thing real quickly. Or there's a siege of Jerusalem that's going to recur, verse 1 through 4, and a solidarity in Jerusalem that's going to be renewed. But thank God, according to verse 7 through 10, there is a Savior for Jerusalem that's going to return. Amen. The Lord will defend them. Look in verse number 8. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. He's going to defend them. Amen. Aren't you glad of that? He said this. Listen this now. Don't get too tore up about this. He said, and he that's feeble among them at that day shall be as David. You believe that's what that means? That word feeble here is the word, I may not pronounce it correctly, but it's the word haneshel. And it means this. He's too feeble to even walk. He can't even stand up when he puts one foot in front of the other. God said, I'm going to make them that's the weakest in that nation in that day. I'm going to make them fight like David. Amen. They're going to fight like David. David was the finest fellow that ever lived. Amen. God said, I'm going to take the guy in that day that's so feeble he can't even stand up when he walks. And I'm going to touch him. I'm going to feel him. And he's going to fight in that day. He's going to be a man that's going to fight like David fought in his day. Hallelujah to God. That's how, that's how David's going to be. God said, I'm going to strengthen them that the feeblest among them is going to be like David. Notice what else he said when I defend them. He said, and the house of David shall be as God. That word God, there's the word Elohim, and it means the strongest of the strong ones. Thank God. God said, I'm going to be so strong in that day. The weakest of them is going to be like David, and the whole house is going to thank God's among them. Amen. Amen. You believe what? Hey, I'm not talking about fiction. I'm talking about what God said is going to come to pass out there. Hallelujah. I'm going to defend them. I'm going to do that. The same one that creates them as a burdensome stone. The same one that stretched out the heavens. The same one that laid the foundation of the earth. The same one that puts the spirit of man in them. God said, I'm going to defend them. I'm going to return to them. And I'm going to defend them. Not only the Lord will defend them in verse 8. 
but he'll deliver them according to verse 7. The Lord also shall save the tents of Judah first, that the glory of the house of David and the glory of the inhabitants of Jerusalem do not magnify them, saith. God's going to deliver them. A deliverer, Romans 11, shall come to Zion. Right, God, friend, a deliverer. Isaiah 31, verse 4 and 5 said this, Like as a lion and a young lion roaring on his prey. He said, the shepherds won't bother when they roar. He said, so shall the Lord of hosts come down to fight for Zion, for the hill thereof. He said this, as birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. And defending also, he will deliver it. And passing over it, he'll preserve it. Amen. Amen. Anybody listen to me out there this evening? God said, I'll defend it, and I'll deliver it. When it looks at its worst... When it looks like she ain't got a prayer, when it looks like she's lost the battle, amen, at that moment shall the deliverer come to Zion. Thank God will the Lord return from heaven upon the back of a white horse and thank God defend and deliver that land and in delivering it, he'll pass over it and in passing over it, he'll preserve it. Thank God. Daniel 12, 1 said this, At that time shall Micah stand up, the great prince which standeth for the children of thy people. There shall be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to the same time. And at that time thy people shall be delivered. Amen. Jeremiah said this in Jeremiah 30, verse number 7. He said, Alas, for that great that day is great, so that none's like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. But he went on to say this, But he shall be saved out of it. Amen. We think about these things, and we kind of shout about them in our heart. But yet at the same time, to think about the sorrow and the heartache and the trouble that that nation, that's the reason we better be praying for them now while we can. Not only will the Lord defend it in verse 8 and deliver it in verse 7, but he'll destroy their enemies according to verse 9. He said, it shall come to pass in that day that I will seek to destroy all the nations that come against Jerusalem. Amen. They'll be destroyed. Isaiah 34, verse number 2 said, The indignation of the Lord's upon all nations, his fury upon all the armies. He hath utterly destroyed them. Thank God. He tells you of the plague in chapter number 14. And this is the plague by which he will destroy those nations. He said, While they stand, their flesh will be consumed from their bones, their eyes from their sockets. There's a destruction coming. You know, it's really, it's really something to think about, and you stop and bring it down. I'm just trying to preach here a little bit, but you bring it down where the rubber meets the road, it's really something to think about. It really is. All the armies of the world gather in that little valley to try to completely wipe them out, and there's nothing in this world that could stop them from doing so. Nothing in this world could stop them from accomplishing their purpose. Except, except for the fact that God claimed this people over 4,000 years ago. Amen. He said, I will destroy them. You read about it in the book of Joel, chapter number 3. 
how God's going to destroy the nations that come against them. Let me say quickly, not only the Lord will defend them in verse 8, the Lord will deliver them in verse 7, the Lord will destroy them in verse 9, but God will descend upon them in verse 10. Now I pour upon the house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Thank God they'll look upon me whom they've pierced. Oh, he's going to descend upon them. Thank God and pour his spirit upon them again. They're going to begin to cry. They're going to begin to beg the Lord. They're going to begin to moan and groan for the Lord to come. Oh, they don't know who they've rejected. They don't know who he is. That's the testament of the Lord Jesus, the Jehovah of the Old Testament, New Testament. Thank God. And they're going to begin to mourn. Jesus said, you'll not see me anymore henceforth. He is say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. In Zechariah 13, statement, he said, in that day, they'll call unto me and our people. And to me, it is my God. Amen. Aren't you glad? Thank God he's going to descend upon that people. Pour out a spirit upon them. They'll cry and mourn. Let me say then they'll be discerned. The Lord will be discerned by them in verse 10. They'll recognize him for who he is. Can you imagine this evening, friend? Can you imagine that nation that rejected him 2,000 years ago? finally comes to realize the one that they rejected and nailed to a cross is the very one that was their Savior and their Messiah prophesied from Genesis 3.15. Can you imagine the fear, the regret, the sorrow? You are listening to portions of the Hope of Israel National Conference, which takes place each year the week before Memorial Day. This is a prophecy meeting with an old-time revival spirit as Bible-believing Christians from around the country gather together to stand with Israel. If you would like a copy of today's message, please call us at 844-644-4426. Once again, that number is 844-644-4426.